Yeah. Here we go. Had to do it for the fans, man. Hey, you know that. Think they ready, Nug? Not for what we got coming. Started a podcast, riddle me that. Nugging his boy Jersey, and we talking smack. Sports, music, and life, we talking all of that. We live in effect, hey yo, we in the chat. I'm Ramir Roberts, aka Jers. James Woodard, aka Nug. And we in the chat. Yeah. What's going on, my brother? Not much, man. You know, just staying busy as usual. You know how it goes, man. Um, just out here trying to lead the world in a better place than I, you know, than I found it, man. So, yeah. I feel you, bro. I feel you. I'm out here just trying to keep my sanity, man. It's I feel you. School drive, school is driving me crazy, <laughs> bro. I mean, it has to be crazy, though. I mean, because you're you're a student as well as being someone who works for the for an institution. You know what I'm saying? So I know that's nuts. <laughs> I'm telling you, bro. This is like. I don't know. It's it's crazy, bro. It's crazy. Yeah. I, I I understand why why so many people don't pursue a, a doctor degree. I, I understand that. I understand why less than one percent of black people have a doctorate. I understand. Like this joint I'm is sure. it's, I'm sure. this joint is a lot, bro. It's a lot. One hundred percent. One hundred percent, man. But you know, I, I don't see nobody more deserving than you. You know what I'm saying? Um always been down to get the work done so i know it's gonna get done you know it's just tough throughout the process yeah man so a couple more weeks and i'll be done with year one so yeah bad i ain't think yeah. i would have made it this far but i know i know but you know we blessed to be here man honestly and um you know just wanted to you know talk about a couple things today and you know see see what we see what we come up with you know what i mean um just uh yesterday as a matter of fact um, they had the services for, for our guy, man, for DMX, man, for Earl Simmons out there, John. You know what I mean? Which, yeah, man. Which... You know, it was just, it was good to see all the support. It was good to see um, all the people pay their tributes and stuff like that. Um, and yeah, man, it's it's sad because, you know, it was crazy. So last, last night, I was watching um, Cradle to the Grave, and it, I, the reason I wanted to watch Cradle to the Grave is because I was on, I don't know, maybe Twitter, and some dude was like, yo, dog, <laughs> who is DMX stunt double? Because there was a scene Cradle to the Grave with DMX climbed up the wall, bro, and he had Tim's on. <laughs> so I just watched the movie for that, but like, you know, one thing, I appreciate about DMX is like he was always authentic and 100%. and I don't know if that's because if that's because of the industry he was in where like I feel like um you know hip-hop rap is more of a authenticity type of style you know what I'm saying that's how people gravitate towards you so right I, especially from that era yeah you know what I'm saying um and it was like he he was always he was always himself, you know what I'm saying? And I think that's what people appreciate the most. Um, but yeah, dog, it just it hit a lot of people, it hit a lot yeah. of people hard, you know, especially yeah. for that community, man. 
Yeah. Um, he was he was he was a very interesting person to say the least, right? Um, just being the type of person where just his life, right, in general was was something that I would consider being sacrificial. Um, in terms of himself, right? All of the things that he went through and, you know, all of the experiences that he had, he was never a person to shy away from sharing that, right? And sharing it in the most colorful light that he could. And I think that's ultimately why, you know, he adhered himself to so many people is because um, not only was he one who talked about the struggles that, you know, everyday people have, he was going through it, you know? And to just be able to see how someone like that, even in his life where people didn't come to his rescue, there were people that truly supported who he was and, you know, and how he was. Um, of course, I wish, you know, I'm sure just like any of his other great friends that, you know, he had that support while he was living. But at the same time, to see how many lives he, you know, went about saving in utilizing his faith within his music, you know, so. Um, I just think it was awesome. And then just to see the the services um, for him and to see how, you know, people just came to celebrate him. And one of the coolest moments, you know, for me was to be able to watch, you know, one of his youngest daughters do a rendition uh, of Slipping in his honor. You know what I mean? And that was, uh, that was incredible, um, in my opinion. I thought it was really, 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 really dope. Yeah, that was dope, man. He got a, he got a lot of children, man. Um... And uh, it's, you know, it's a couple of things that I was thinking about and, um, you know, some things that Swiss said that I didn't necessarily agree with. Um, and, you know, saying like, you know, people being there for him, people there, you know, helping him. Right. You know, when he, when he needed them. And the reason why I kind of disagree is because, you know, we, speaking from my side, we don't know who was there, right? Yeah, true. We don't, we don't know who who try to offer help, who try to offer support. Um, and and the reason why I say that is because of his personality, right? Like, who's he going to let in? Who's he Who's he going to say, okay, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, you know what I'm saying? And, and I started thinking about, you know, his his ex-wife, you know what I'm saying? And, and, you know, how she was there, how she, you know, went to get him out of crack houses and stuff like that and try to get him to change. And, you know, and, and, and he wouldn't take that, he wouldn't take her um opinion so it's kind of like all right Ab, this this is your wife at the time yeah you know what i'm saying and, and you know she's doing everything she can to try to get you to change to clean to be sober mm -hmm. whatever it may be mm -hmm. if that's if that person can't get to you you know who who can yeah and you know Hey, one hundred percent, and you know, um, that's just a testament to life being, you know, life truly being your own journey and a culmination of all the decisions you make, right? At the end of the day, um, you know, we truly can't be dependent upon other people to come and save us. We have to, you know, institute the change um, within ourselves. You know, I think that, you know, even speaking on, you know, yourself as well as me, I think that, you know, the positions that we're in today, we have to, you know, if we look at it in the grand scheme, we have to say that there, there are choices that we made throughout the journey that got us to this point. And there are choices that we'll make from here on to get us to, you know, bigger and newer plateaus, you know what I mean? So I agree 100%, you know, your loved ones are always, you know, try their best to come to your support and, uh, you know, make sure that, you know, with whatever that they can do, uh, that you'll be safe. But ultimately, the culmination of what your life is is based upon the decisions that you make. So, 
Yeah, man. And another thing, man, you got to think about, you got to think about the people you have in, you have in your circle, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you got to think about not only the people you have in your circle, but your position. And one of the reasons why I was thinking about is like some of the people that probably in DMX circle were probably employed by him, depended on him. Makes so sense. it's different for me to try to voice my concern or opinion on things that I don't agree with right. when I know that if you, that you can terminate my employment or, you know, you have a hand in the pot that, that feeds me or provides right. for my family. You know, that's different. That's kind of like people work nine to five jobs. Like it's stuff that happen every day at work that they don't agree with. That's and sometimes they don't voice their opinion because it may affect them from getting promoted, moving up, um, yeah. you know, and other things like that. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like, you know, and, and, you know, one of the things that I've always disagreed with is like, um, and I feel like you always see it on social media. Like, um, if you're trying to get somewhere, um, if you're trying to get somewhere and, you know, always change your friends or find new friends, or, you know, and one of the things about that is like, people got to understand growth, right? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Not everybody grows at the same time. Not everybody, where you're trying to go right now, it may take somebody five years from now to get there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you know what I'm saying? What what I appreciate about DMX is that we got to see where he was going, you know, after his career. You know what I'm saying? I, I feel like during his career, um, the money was constantly flowing in. He was success on the screen, in the booth. And, you know, because of his lifestyle, he was, you know, put into situations where, you know, kind of, you know, with drugs and alcohol and things of that nature. And I think once he started to become older, and, you know, become a father, become an active, you know, parent. We got to see a different side of him, um, a side that was real in touch with uh, religion. Mm -hmm. um, and one thing that I appreciate about DMX is, you know, he was not afraid to hide his sensitivity. No. He was not afraid to show emotion. And I think what that did was that opened a side of him to the public to say, you know, I shouldn't be afraid to, you know, express who I am or express how I feel. No, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. I agree, man. Um, I think I think he's a person who lived even you know what fifty, right? I think he lived a, a a full life in terms of the experiences that he had. You know, a lot of people um don't get the opportunity to live as freely as he did, even though he was going through so much, right? Even though he was in so much pain, a lot of people don't get to live that free, in terms of just having all of these things, um, on the front street you know, and not being afraid of them because of the, you know, the cause, mission and purpose that's on your life. You know, he was able to live free in that he knew somebody would, you know, hear his, you know, hear his voice or hear his story and be able to connect. That was, that was what he was, you know? And um, yeah, I just, you know, again, a legend, man, a legend. And, you know, I just pray that he rest in peace, man, and his family, you know, just pray them, you know, strength and understanding because, it's difficult, man. It's difficult, especially when you're the one, you know. Yeah, man. You know, one thing that I've taken away from a lot of deaths, man, and, you know, Swiss talked about this, too. He talked about, like, make sure you have your affairs in order. 100%. You know what I'm saying? And you said DMX lived a full life. And I think that's the problem with our society now, man. Mm. Everybody wants to live a full life. Everybody wants to do everything they can imagine while they're here, right? Mm -hmm. And then when they're gone, 
the people that they leave behind, the people that they care and love for, gotta start from, gotta start from the ground up. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Like we hear a lot, we hear a lot of um a lot of rappers, a lot of celebrities going broke, or when they die, they ain't got nothing to leave to their kids. You know, DMX had what 15, 16 kids? Oh, yeah, yeah. Some around that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And 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 we think about all the things he done, right? All the music, all the people he put on, all the movies, yeah. um, clothing lines, right? Yeah. Um, video games. And then we think about damn, like what his kids, what his kids What's got. That? You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like I heard a story, you know, Jay-Z and Beyonce tr- trying to buy his masters back. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And that's we already always you know, case. previously before. Years ago, we already knew, you know, the, um, you know, his financial state. Right. You know what I'm saying, but just thinking about that, man, like, like, think, man, we didn't see these people with, with all the cars, all the clothes, all the jewelry, all the money. Yeah. yeah. And then when they gone, now people trying to scramble to try to figure out yeah. this and that, how we gonna take care of the family and thing and everything of that nature, and then somebody and then all of the music that you made somebody else owns rights to that you know what i'm true. saying true that's you know you know it's, it's crazy because like we think about prince man how how and i'll say that how low-key he was mm-hmm. but like how like even though prince had owned everything he didn't have everything in order when his time was when his time was gone yeah because his yeah. family his family was doing a lot of wild things to his estate you know what i'm saying yeah, and that's you know that's that's the thing about being, um, you know, being a celebrity. They move around so much. It's like when do they get the time to really be able to, you know, to sit down and and, and really institute these things and put them, you know, put them in place to 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 finality. You know what I mean? I think a lot of times, you know, they'll put certain things in place but won't finish, you know, won't finish the gig in a sense. Um, but yeah, you know, I I, I agree. I think that you know. Anytime you go into any business endeavors or anything that takes your time, you got to make sure that, you know, regardless of whatever happens, right, that the people that's following you or the people that are behind you and, and, and that look up to you and, and need your support are taken care of 100 um, percent. That always has to be done, you know, and earlier or sooner than later. I mean, you know, even when you, when you don't have anything, I think that's the time that you truly start, you know, because to have the mindset you got to have the mindset before, you know, before you accrue the things, yeah. you know? And you know, what, what people have to understand, man, it's kind of like, it's kind of like entrepreneurs. It's kind of, you know, yeah. being a musician, being right. a, like during DMX peak, he probably made millions on millions on millions, but then it's kind of like, all right, you don't know how to sustain that or you don't know what's going to be your monthly income your annual income you know what i'm saying it fluctuates based on your music based on sales based on projections you know like all of that stuff controls it's not like working a job like if i do my 40 hours my check will be like this right you know what i'm saying and what happens is they they create this lifestyle and then the lifestyle is based upon what they're making at that time right it's the present not, not knowing that that could change in an instant facts you know what I'm saying? Um, and that, happen, that happens all the time, man. All the time. And, you know, it goes for athletes too, man. That's why you see so many foreclosures, so many bankruptcies, so many, you know, um, people people saying they got bad accountants and stuff, man. You got to, 
like my man Marshawn Lynch said, man, you got to protect your chicken, man. Thanks. You know you what I'm saying? To, right. Sit down with these people that's taking care of your business. You know what I mean? Like literally sit down with these people. If they certified and they willing to be in your life and handle your business, sit down with them. So you know what they're doing to handle your business. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we, we, we naive to the fact of, yeah, they, they, they in these positions. So, you know, we know they the best and they going to do whatever they need to do. We got to know what's going on. Mm-hmm. You got to know what's going on in your business. If you don't know what's going on in your business, you can't make the necessary moves like you're talking about to be able to set your family up. You have no idea. You know? But man, it was it was so dope. It was so dope, man. For those who haven't um who haven't seen uh the home going for DMX, man, please YouTube it, please look it up, man. It was so dope. They man, they had they had the one, they had the festivities at the Barclay Center, man. Um which is a, which is one of the dope dopest arenas I've ever seen, man. I had the privilege of going there um when it opened up years back. But it was so dope, man. They had a mural outside of like floral arrangements. Man, everybody was on bikes, yo. Everybody yo. was on four wheelers, yo. That yo. it was crazy, bro. Then they had do you see how they had the casket, bro? Yeah. They had that drawn like a monster truck, bro. Yeah. I was like, bro, that's yeah. It's amazing, man. It's amazing. It, you know, and the thing that I loved about the ceremony was that they didn't, right? They didn't doctor it up to make it seem like it wasn't, you know what I mean? It wasn't what it was. This It was about X. They came representing like it was for X. Like you ain't see people in suits and tie, like crazy, you know what I'm saying? Like, and they just spoke from the heart. They kept it real. Like it was, it was, it was, it was what I think DMX would have won. Thinking about that too, I be, I think about stuff like that too, like, like yeah, don't be out here talking crazy at my funeral, like I was the best person in the world, and y'all know it was real gully where it was at. Like, don't, don't, you know what I mean? Like people, like people really know me, you know what I'm saying? So like, I wouldn't want people to be speaking at my, you know, at my home going service, like you know, like it was what it wasn't. Yeah, I just. And this is why, when I mean get your things in order, that's not, I'm not just talking about finances. Like, when you you make a will, when you make um, arrangements, dog, you can basically state whatever you want. Whatever, yeah. You can say, look, I want this type of casket. I want to wear this. I want this person to speak, this person to sing. Like, you can make, you can make those requests because fortunately for DMX, he had the right people that know what how he would want his situation to be yeah yeah man if it was put into somebody else's hands and they go you know what i'm saying it had td jakes up in that job man you know you know what i'm saying like church service you know like yeah it's, it's a certain way you got to do certain things for yeah. certain people yeah you know yeah like you and i feel like sometimes because most people don't have you know that situation arranged mm-hmm. or even if it's not in writing, they they had the conversation with somebody. Bro. Yeah, they got executors in place. You know what I'm you saying? You know what I'm saying? Like, 100%. I think I think everybody needs to understand that, man. But um, yeah, I like well lived, man. Um, fifty, man. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I I think about that. I think about that now. You know what I'm saying? Like, I th- you know I think about like my life, my legacy. Um, 
you know, we're in our early 30s. Yeah. And I feel like I'm just getting started. (laughs) You know, I think about making it to 50. I think about what if I don't make it to 50? What am I leaving behind for those that I love? You know what I'm saying? Like, I I think about stuff like that. And it's crazy because I was thinking this to myself the other day, bro. Like, you know, I grew up an only child. So like, you know, people say only childs are selfish and things like that. But as I've got older, man, I'm all about, I think more about the future. I think more about yeah when i leave this place yeah whoever whoever it is you know i don't got no kids but you know i got i got nieces right um, you know what you know what am i leaving to them what am i leaving to my spouse you know what i'm saying like, you know i'd be damned if they got a struggle because i ain't do things right well 100 i'm a you know i'm a firm believer in that everything that comes behind you in terms of the fruit that you bear on your tree is based off of how you lived your life and the things that you taught people. You know what I'm saying? Like we always, like you're saying now, to, to think about the future is to think about giving, right? Is to think about attaining as well as giving. It's all it's about. The reason why I want to live long is because I want to be able to amass so many things to be able to give, right? That's that's fulfillment for me, to be able to have other people live off of the things that I may have taught them or gave them, um, or just simply them being able to watch me do something and them saying, well, if he could do it, then I can't, right? What are you giving in semblance to other people? You know, that's that's truly the measure of somebody's life is, is how did you leave the world, you know? Um, and to, to be in this position now, like I think we talked about it before where, you know, growing up where we grew up, it was, it was, dang, am I going to be 16? You know what I'm saying? Am I going, am I going to make it to 18? Am I going to make it to 21? And now that we sit here as 30 year olds, it's like, all right, well, how do I, now that we know that because of the decisions we made in the mindset that we've, you know, we've acquired that we can grow old, right? Now it's like, well, as I grow older, how much more can I do? Right. What what are the things that, you know, I can put in place to be able to leave a mark or leave my legacy, you know? So, yeah. Man, we, yeah. um, it's crazy, man. We lost, we lost a couple people, man. Bro, shock G, bro. Put Tupac bro. on. Bro, I, I don't know why, but I never knew that story. Yeah. Never knew that put Pac on. Yeah. He was a roadie for them. He was a roadie for Digital Underground. Yep. I definitely did not did not know that. Put him on his first song. Put him on his first song. Yeah. Yeah. Shock G. Shock G, bro. Yeah, bro. Yeah. I'm Mr. Yeah. Humpty. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Humpty, bro. And then Black Rob, bro. Bro. Black Rob. It's, it's it's crazy because like, like man, like it was cra- it the way it, the way it happened, bro. And I don't know Black that. Rob, Black that. Rob was in the hospital and he did a video talking about DMX and right. you know, praying for his family, praying for you know DMX. And then right. he got released from the hospital, you know, you know, thinking, okay, he gonna make it. Yeah. And then, you know, he and then and then he and then he was gone. It's right. it's crazy, man. It's wild, man. Um, but you know, it all of it. All of it, man. All of it uh, puts you, puts me at least in a in a position of gratitude. Um, you know, just being being grateful for the next day. You know, because when I got a chance to watch, you know, even X on uh, Drink Champs and seeing how healthy he was looking, and I was just so proud of just being able to see him in that moment ago. Man, he like he big like X was like he was a little he was a little chubby. I'm like, damn, X looking good. Like, 
You know, he's talking about new music and new projects and, you know, always dropping gems, you know, always dropping gems. Whenever you heard X speak of anything, he was he was going to leave you with something, you know, and it just leaves you grateful because you got to see him in that moment. You was like, man, I'm so happy for what's what's about to come for him because of how he's looking and how he's thinking. And, you know, and then it's God's will, you know, and that's that's what we have to, you know, just leave it up to at the end of the day. We have our own, um, you know, we have our own plan but we part of a bigger plan um and so yeah man it's it's, it's kind of the way things go is is weird it, it's it's sad it's sometimes you you don't know how to accept it but um it's truly the way of the world yeah man it's i pray for all those families man i pray for dmx yeah play for black rob play for right. g yeah um and you know it's it's crazy when, when I started to when Shock G passed. Yeah, I started to learn more about his career and what he contributed to hip hop. Man, it's crazy, man. Like we lost some dope individuals, man, who contributed a lot to yeah. hip hop game. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, no, like, bro, being from up north, bro, black, black Rob was black Rob, <laughs> yo, yo. Yo, he was, like Rob had that one record. That joint went crazy. And it's it's another thing, bro. Like, bro, like, so Black Rob was kind of like right. He was kind of with that bad boy right before yeah, the next yeah. part. So it yeah. was kind of like, yeah. you know, what I'm saying, bad boy killing it. Yeah, DMX killed it. It was yeah. man. That was a that was a great time, man. Like hell of an era. Hell of an era. Was, I think they need to make some. I don't know. Um, some type of rule, bro. Like, I don't know. Like, if, if somebody own your masters or own your publishing or whatever, yeah. like, you know, like posthumously, bro, like, you should get that joint. Like, mm-hmm. so, like it should go to your estate. Thanks. Cause whoa, like, nobody should make money off whoa but Black Rob, yo. Like, that's, that's like, no one. Like, whoa was a joint for a minute. That was 2000. 2000. <laughs> We show we showing our age. We showing our age, bro. I mean, yo, it is it is what it is, bro. We was we was ten. Everybody gotta relax. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Um. Just wanted to uh let's let's go into um let's go into this trial, man. Let's go into this trial. This verdict. Uh, Derek Derek Chauvin. Yeah, man. Man, oh man, oh man, um. Dog, I've I do not have as much faith in the legal system, and the reason why I say that is not because I don't believe that it it does justice, but mm-hmm. you know everything that involves um, anything that involves human decisions that can always have error, right? No, for sure. Because there's always, and and the reason why it's called unconscious bias is because people don't know that they're making these decisions based on Mm -hmm. a bias they may have against some people, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, I started, you know, and I started looking at the case, okay, they started talking about the jurors, I think six were white, two were black, four were mixed, right? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Or multi-racial, uh, right? So yeah. I'm like, okay, 
that's that's in favor of Derek, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but what was kind of odd, and, and I don't think a lot of people they talked about this as much, but like everybody who spoke at this trial, bro, was like against bro. Like yeah. I'm talking about people that worked on the force with him, the captain, the, like everybody was against bro. Like, and I was like, whoa, that's interesting. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody was, you know, every, everybody was against bro. It was, it was crazy. Yeah. Um, and then, um, when I seen the verdict was coming out, I was thinking about most of the time. And verdicts can take a very long time. Right. Very, very, very long time. Um, I can't think of it right now. It was this lady who, it was a lady, she killed her ex-boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And like, it was like, like everybody knew she did it. You right. Know? Everybody knew she, everything pointed at her, bro. <laughs> Bruh. It took the jurors like weeks, weeks, mm. you know what I'm saying? And this this is like a common thing because like when somebody's life is on the line, somebody- in the balance, right. Yeah, like you want to make sure that you're making the right decision. Mind you, you got to get 12 people to be on board. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it, it normally takes a long time, right? right? And in most situations where a verdict is come to and, you know, less than 12 hours, less than a couple days, you're like, it's probably not guilty. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. You know, for example, OJ trial took like seven, eight months, right? Mm. And then they made a decision in four hours. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I've been in meetings longer than that. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) No facts. Um, So when they said, I think it was like 10, 11 hours, yeah, he was like, man, that's a little soft. Yeah, you know, they did, I think they did like four hours yeah. the first day and then like six or seven the second day. You think you think that because of the position of everybody that they had as witnesses and how, you know, how they kind of characterized them or, or painted them on the stand probably, you know, made it a little bit more expedient in terms of the, the verdict? I, I'm gonna be honest with you, bro. Yeah, I'll let me be honest with you. I think that some people that were on the jury thought about the repercussions that would have happened in this country had he been found not mm. guilty. You know what? So yeah, you see what happened. You see all the protests. The you know, six people got killed um, the same day by police officers. The same day. Mm. Same day. And you know what? I, I I had those same thoughts. I had those same exact thoughts. I was like, well, you know, we, we've seen, you know, how unrest is, is, is not an issue now. It will happen, right? This, it's not something we even have to think about. If something doesn't go the way that the public feels or deems it should, there's going to be unrest, you know? And I really believe now that that has, you know, weighed a little bit in terms of, you know, how people make decisions, you know? Um, it's just, it's, it's, it's weird that it has to come to this, where you worried about the, the public safety or, or, you know, all of these things instead of taking into account what the true issue is here, right? You worry so much about civil unrest, but we talking about justice. You see what I'm saying? So if, if, if your counteract to, to, 
um, you know, the things that potentially could happen outside of here is, you know, a, a skewed point of justice, then how, how do we, how do we truly still believe in that? We don't, we don't, there's no, you can't fix, there's almost no way to fix what's going on. Man, I, I was, I was listening to, um, Al Sharpton, he spoke briefly after, and he was saying like, this isn't what we wanted. He was like, we would have rather George Ford be here than, than to be in this situation. And, right. and, and that's why I think people are celebrating a... Uh, it's not a victory. It's, 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 not, it's not a victory. It's a victory. Um, and you know, because George Floyd is gone. Right. Potentially a, a man who committed that murder is going to go to jail for possibly 20 plus years, right? Yeah. yeah. There's two families affected. One decision. Two, two families are affected. You know what I'm saying? Um, and people across the country are affected as well because now, sure. you know, we have to think about you know, the family of George Floyd, we have to think about people that were affected, people that were there. Yeah. We have to think about, you know, other, you know, other people, man, I was, you know, everybody was talking about Derek Chauvin and, you know, somebody said, oh, don't forget um, those other cops got, you know, those other cops got trials coming up as well. Sure. So I went and I did some research on the other cops, right? Yeah. One of the cops, was I want to say he was he was been a police officer for less than a month. Mm. Another cop was just coming back. It was his first week since he was laid off in like 2009 or something like that. Wow. You know what I'm saying? And it's 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 almost like it's almost like a for them. If you think about the context of how they ended up in the situation, it's almost like wrong place, wrong time. Man, it's 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 <laughs> yo, yo. All it takes is one person out of the bunch, bro, and it could mess up everything. It could mess up everything. Who's who? We don't know. We don't know. And and that's this is one of the reasons why I don't like the one bad apple. Yeah. Because if you are aware that that person is a bad apple, which clearly a lot of them were, right? right. <laughs> then what does that make you? Right. What if I have um, get a puppeteer? If I have some strawberries and one of them is molded, yeah. what is going to happen to the rest of the strawberries in that container? They're gonna mold, man. They they are gonna they're gonna mold, man. Well, you can make a decision. <laughs> you know, like let's throw this one away. <laughs> like you know, I, you know, you know what I you know what I do for a living, man. And right, right, like, right. Working, student conduct and stuff like that and, and right. you know a lot of people say well i didn't do anything yeah but you were aware that the somebody did something that was illegal something that was a crime and that puts you just as much yeah. as fault as guilty, as, by, guilty by association it's, it's yeah. a horrible place to be in what is it horrible place yeah. to be it's accessory to murder man if you if you <laughs> see somebody do something you know somebody did something and yeah. you didn't do anything to stop them to prevent it yeah you part of the problem, though. You, you you part of the problem. There's ain't no way. Ain't no way I'ma see, and that's you know we, going back a little bit. We talking about the people in your people in your circle, people you keep around, okay. and I think sometimes 
we 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 forget about power, right? Mm-hmm. Like I was talking about DMX and how like he was going through his drug problem, but some of the people that was, you know, on his team or some of his peoples, they were employed by him, so it's hard for them to say, yeah. "Yo, cut it out," because they can potentially ruin their financial situation, right? Yeah. And you got to think about it like it is. Okay, I'm a new cop. I just started. This guy been here, blah blah blah, years. His, his influence was going way heavier yeah. than yours. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't. You know. This could ruin me, you know what I'm saying? And I people understand it's wrong, but like yeah. it's kind of like in the regular world, like dog, people not speaking up for stuff that no. happened at work. Nah, it's not happening. When, it's when not happening. you know, if somebody say something sexist um to one of your coworkers, you know, somebody ain't gonna speak up to the boss, somebody ain't gonna report them, somebody ain't gonna challenge them. Maybe, you know, maybe a few times, but yeah. if it's 10 people in the room, all 10 people are gonna say, yo, 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 that's that's you not know. called for, you know what yeah. I'm saying. Facts, facts. We, you know, I, we know how this, you know, we know how this thing goes, man. And that's the weird part about it, you know, is is to be in a world where you know things can happen to you like this, and you know, you still gotta worry. Yo, is is somebody? If somebody see this, is somebody gonna say that they saw this? You know what I mean? Like, is somebody like can I can I count on people to truly have my back? You know, are, are people truly out to, to make sure that other people's lives are okay? And, you know, for the most part, I think it's not so. You know, I think people, you know, everybody has those selfish desires and, and, and things that, you know, like you're talking about. Yo, if if I go against my superior, he been here longer. I just got here. I need to feed my family. Right. So now, 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 where's your intention? Now, where's, you know, where's, where's your decision making at this point? You know, where's your heart at this point? Where are your morals at this point? You know, and it's it's sad, bro. It's sad that people have to be in a position to make um, to make those type of decisions. You know, but again, I, I I think it shows you know it shows who people truly are in those moments. You know, can you make a decision in the face of everything that that that's a pressure to you? That's the right thing, regardless of what's going to happen to you. Man, no. you know, like people were celebrating this. Come on, man. This verdict. It's not done yet, bro. Finnison ain't even came down yet, bro. And so, um, all right, I got one for you. All right. What's my man name? What's Stacy's real name? Oh, uh, um, uh, DeAndre Barnes. All right. So, I was listening to him, uh, his interview on Vlad TV. For those who don't know, Stacy uh, from uh, uh, the Wood, um, he also was he also plays uh, Scully in um, Snowfall. Right. Anyway, he did an interview with Vlad TV. He talks about um, being sentenced to ten years in jail. I think he did eleven or something like that. Right. But he talks about how. In his situation, and he noticed this happens in certain situations, where he was sentenced by the judge and not the jury, mm. right? Mm. And what that does is sometimes that's done because the judge wants to give you favor, or it's done because the judge wants to make sure you understand you pay a harsh punishment, right? So the way they're spending it in the news is. They want to have anonymity for these people on the jury, right? Because this is a serious case, so they don't want to, you know, they don't want to have their names and 
yeah blah 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 out there right right, right. so you notice that the judge read off the verdicts right mm -hmm. and the judge is going to make this is going to determine the sentencing right yeah. so then it goes back to my original thoughts when the verdict came down so quickly like man is the judge yeah giving the given the sentencing is that going to affect the amount of time and this is what this is what i have to tell people man um if you if you ever known anybody who ever went to jail and and this and and I'll just say this: this depends on the, this depends on the crime as well. Mm -hmm. But if you have multiple, multiple counts of something, right? Mm -hmm. Then most of the time, it's served concurrently, which means you serve them at the same time, right? So if you get ten years for robbery, yeah. um, uh, ten years for a legal firearm, right? You don't get twenty years. You're serving those 10 years Concurrent. concurrently. So most people see all of these charges. And think and it's think, a culmination of yeah, all that. Yeah, they think, oh, brother had been in jail for 75 years. Right. No. And the judge now has discretion to say, okay, these are going to be served concurrently. So if you get if you get 25 on here, 15 on here, 10 on here, then essentially he can serve 25 and knock out all three of the charges, right? So then people, right. Have, people have to understand that, that. Two, people have to understand good behavior, right? Oh yeah. So, um, and I, I don't know this off the top of my head, but depending on, depending on the child, the, the, the charge, the charges, good behavior can mean, mm -hmm. you could be released 50% of your sentencing, 75, 80, I, I can't really think of it. Um, yeah. But I know for most, like anything federal, like they. Oh yeah, federal all day long. Yeah, they they either ask you to serve a hundred percent of the time or ninety percent of the time. Mm -hmm. Um. And then people got to also think about this. You think, you think Derek ain't going to appeal, bro? You already know. You already know. Especially after getting, he gonna he gonna serve a little bit of time. Going, you gonna get that good behavior in there. Then gonna go to appeals. Of course, he's you know a, a, a former police officer, so again, that's gonna be taken into account and all this good stuff. And so, you know, and you know, people got to think about um, what is it? Um, like out of sight, out of mind, right? So say ten years go by, right? Something else gonna be on our mind. Something else gonna happen. People go and forget about. Right out, we ain't never seen. You know, he will go to appeal and people go forget who he was. Yep. Yep. Um, you know, people just have to be aware and conscious of all this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. I think I think we um, you know, we 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 take what they spoon feed us, spoon feed us in terms of what they think is gonna make us feel positive about a situation, and then it just goes away mentally. It just it just it just falls away. You know it. it it's as simple as, you know, when celebrities that, you know, in in recent, you know, we've, you know, had so much admiration for and, you know, spoke high praises of their passing. And then we look up and it's three years. You know what I'm saying? It's, just, it's the same. It's the same cycle. You know, we, we come to closure with things, I think, a little bit too fast. Bro, sometimes I'll be watching these movies <laughs> like. Um, I'm trying to think of a movie. You know, just just movies in general, like movies where like people committed crimes and went to jail. Yeah, 
Yeah. Like, like real, real true stories. Right. And then I look and they've they been out of jail since 2006. Come on, man. They got out last year. I'm like, bro, like these dudes murdered people. Yeah. Millions of, do- millions of dollars in drug money. Like, yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I'll be looking at all these stories, but like, um, yeah. um, like, what's my man? You know, like Frank Lucas and, yeah. and, and you know, AZ and, you know, the mafia family, you know, the Gaudis and stuff like that. Like, cooperation helps. <laughs> cooperation definitely helps man so uh, it's weird man that justice system is so weird yeah um wanted to get into something man i got some um some good news among everything else uh Dwayne way got a ownership stake man in a in a in an nba team and yeah was- man I, I see you got it in utah man i see you got it. so it's funny because Mickey Harrison yeah. said um, yeah. that they, they were trying to get D-Wade to go with them, but at the time D-Wade wasn't ready for that. Because uh, it's, 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 I think your your stake is based off the worth and I think it's a percentage that you have to have even as a minority owner. And I think because that franchise is still a lucrative franchise, I think the worth of it is so big that he probably didn't have the, that percentage to, to, to buy into the ownership group. I think that's kind of how it goes. Okay, that, that, well, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, you know, you're um, talking to a different market, so. And, and that that that, make, that makes sense if you break it down like that. But I know there's a lot of, um, like a lot of celebrities, a lot of former athletes own pieces of. Yeah. And I'll say this, NBA franchises because I feel like. Oh yeah. Like most of the time in football, they own a hundred. You know what I'm saying? Right. They own it all. It ain't besides, no. Besides the Green Bay Packers, which is like owned by the people, right? Like through stocks and stuff like that. But like most of the time, it's kind of like. They they own it. They own it all. So like it's it's good to see him get a part. I wish it would have been in Miami Heat, even if he oh, could work sure. some stuff out. Yeah. Um, yeah, I definitely want I definitely want to see that happen. But you know, I think that, you know, where Utah is right now in terms of development, the talent that they have, the young talent that they have, I think is a I think it's a cool opportunity. You know. Yeah, man. I think they need to do um They need to do a better, like, I ain't gonna say vetting process, but they can't, I feel like everything has to be approved, like minority stakes, majority stakes, everything has to be approved. But they just letting everybody in, bro. Not true. And, and you <laughs> know, true. one of the reasons I say that is because Alex Rodriguez just bought, just bought the Minnesota Timberwolves. He just bought them? Yes. What? Yeah, I ain't see this, bro. So, and one of the reasons why I think about that is because Alex Rodriguez made maybe $600, $700 million as a baseball player. And half of the time he got that money because he was cheating. You know what I'm saying? So like, is that is that the type of person that you want to be running your organization? You know what I'm saying? I, I read LeBron's book. Mm-hmm. Well, one Le- well, it wasn't LeBron's book because it was written by Brian Winters, but LeBron, uh, Brian Winters know LeBron as well as LeBron know LeBron, but um, <laughs> but Brian Winters is talking about how like LeBron wanted to sign with the Clippers, mm. not the Heat, mm. but 
LeBron, but everybody already knew that oh, Donald Davis. Snarling was was yeah, was, yeah, yeah. was was a little racist. Everybody been knew that, so they need they need to increase the vetting process. Because the way it is in the NBA, if you got the money, if the majority owner is down f- for bringing you in, then it's mm. good, right? Mm. And it shouldn't be like that. Like you, you got to be like, okay, like is this the type of person that players want to? Um, yeah, players want to play for is this type of person that's gonna um, have the best interest of the team. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, like people gotta really think about that, man. Like, I feel like the Sacramento Kings got a bad owner, man. And but I think <laughs> one of the reasons why he got the team is it's kind of like, bro. He just the way he got the team. You can look up the story, but he was a, ma- a minority owner for the Golden State Warriors, mm-hmm. and then the majority ownership opened up for the Kings. And because he already had some experience, I guess, owning the team, they kind of let him in. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But like, bro, they've been trashed. <laughs> they've they been trashed. At one point, at no no lie, you can look this up. At one point, the owner of the team said he was going to play four on, uh, he was going to play four players and have one just sandbag just be in the back so they could just try to throw what? the ball. Like, what? For real, they was going to cherry picking. For real, bro. You know what, what I'm saying? And and that's I don't think this rule's gonna ever go change, but it's supposed to be what's in the best interest of the team, right? There are franchises across all sports that have been historically bad. For, for many for many of many, many, years. many years, right? Yeah. It doesn't matter the players you got it got in there, it don't matter the, 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 the coaches you got in there. It's all about who at the top, who making those decisions, man. Right. You know what I'm saying? And if and the owner never changes. The owner only changes if the the owner passes away, right? Back. Like in the Lakers situation. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and then that situation was horrible because li- literally it was so many I, issues at the time. Well, well, literally, Dr. Bus on his deathbed was like, I want my son to run this team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want my son to run this team. And his son did a horrible job. His son did a did such a horrible job that his sister was like, "Yo, you got a she couple of years. You got a couple of years, and I'm gonna take over." But her second year, bro, she won a championship, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if, like yeah, ownership, she, ownership matters, bro. But you got you got to think about it too, right? To 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 Jeannie's credit, she you know she, she was right hand to you know her dad and a lot of things you know what i'm saying her dad taught her how to do it but he wanted his son to run it i guess because of because of the face value right you know that and, and he knew i'm sure in that position you know as a woman she probably wouldn't have been as respected probably closed-minded on his end to think that way but um to see like you said in her second year to see where she's got in the team because of she knows how to handle business you know what i'm saying so it's just interesting man yeah, but you know, shout shout out to shout out to D Wade. Um, yeah, I I think you know it's it's a lot of other NBA players that that own states. Um, yeah, Shaq with the Kings and, and yeah. just a couple others. You know, shout out to him. I know you know people like Justin Timberlake and Usher. You know, they own yeah. team. They own parts of team. Um, you know, Grant Hill got a stake in Atlanta Hawks. You know, it's a lot. It's a lot of players. Who, who own part of teams, man? But I think it's just it would have been dope. And, and see, it just feel it just feel different for me, bro. Like, yeah, yeah. I you know, 
Shaquille O'Neal owning part of Sacramento Kings is weird. weird to me because even when, even when you watch, well, Shaq is a different beast when it comes to like, you know, marketability and just investing in things like that. But even when you look at like Shaq talk about the Kings, it's like he really don't want to, but he got to because he owns. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's yeah. different because I know you know D Wade is going to have some. He's going to have some financial component that's attached to the jazz. Oh, yeah. But his sure. heart, everything else is always going to be attached to the heat. Absolutely. And it's it's, it's all and that's going to be a different that's going to be that's going to be tough because it's going to be hard to market yeah and attract people to want to be a part of this team cuz they always go feel you always go at the end of the day you always yeah. go support the heat you never you're not going to talk negative about the heat so if a goddamn player come to you and you talking about hey should I sign with the jazz or the heat like yeah but you're you know not going to be convincing enough to make them want to go and it's with the jazz yeah, 100%. And I agree. And you know what? I just thought about that because if you think about it, right, he was the reason why Jimmy Butler went to the Miami Heat. <clears throat> Only reason for the most part, right? He's the reason why that happened. And, you know, to think about the position he's in now is like, you know, he was in a position before to always help the Miami Heat from the outside looking in get better because of the relationships that he had. But now it's like, it's the middle of the road. You ownership over at the Jazz, but yet your heart, like you said, belongs over here. So it's a it's a weird position to be in. But I really I wished I did I wish that it would have been you know with the Heat that would have been that would have been legendary. Yeah, man. But you know, man, but what but what I need to see, and mm -hmm. if they go do it like um I can't think of his name right now, the owner of the Kings, mm -hmm. but if they're gonna use that as like criteria to make it easier to get a team, yeah, then. They need to all of these and my note by minority owners. I'm not re referring to people who own minimal mm -hmm. stakes, I'm referring to people who are of minority descent who own gotcha. part of the team, right? Gotcha. So, like, they need to come together. And yep. if the NBA decide yep. to expand, if another team decide to sell, yep. they need to come together yep. and buy. Which I, I think that's the play, yo. I honestly, I think that's the play that they're making. So I was so I was thinking this the other day, bro. I was thinking about LeBron retiring. LeBron's go. I think LeBron will retire if a t if I don't know. Say the Kings. If the King go on sale. Say, say the Sacramento Kings. I mean, say the Sacramento Kings for sale, right? Yeah. And Bron got the bread and everything to buy him, but he's still playing. Le I feel like LeBron will LeBron will retire right that day. Yeah, and go get if that. If, if if he could buy the team, because you know, like. Magic John. Well, back in the day, you could own and play. You could you could you could own and play. Or back in the day, you could coach and play too. Yeah. But then they changed that. So, um, you know what I'm saying? Like people got to really think about that. And then, like another thing is like these my, my these minority stakes, but they ain't, it ain't no bread for real. You it's just not there. lucrative. It's not your return not that lucrative. Yeah. You there for the you there for the face value? You know exactly. what I'm saying? Like right. Magic Johnson sold his share in the Lakers, and people was like, "What are you doing? How you gonna share your share?" Because Magic was like, "One, the Lakers don't need me for face value because they the right. damn Lakers, and two, I could have take this. I don't know. Say, say Magic put up, I don't know, fifty million dollars, right? I could take this fifty million dollars and go somewhere else and own a hundred percent of it, and you know what I'm saying? Fifty million dollars for the Lakers. That's probably you. That's probably like one one percent. You know what I'm bro, saying? It's a drop in a bucket, bro. It's laughable." They could go out on the street and find somebody that want to donate that. 
Thanks. So, but yeah, man. Um, Mortal Kombat, bro. What you is is Mortal Kombat? <laughs> it's been a long time coming, man. I remember the '90s joints. Hey, spoiler know. alert, bro! Spoiler alert. If right. you have not seen it, hey, just go ahead. Just go ahead. Cut it off right just, now. Just forward, just forward like ten minutes, B. If but yeah, man. Um, been waiting on this joint, man. Um, you know, it's been a minute since since the '90s joints. The video games been going crazy. Um, but yeah, man, I, I got mixed reviews on it. Of course, you know how social media is, but I thought it was uh, I thought it was solid. All right, so let's start off like this, bro. All right. All right. On a scale of one to ten, what you give? Ah, scale of one to ten. Seven. Seven. Okay. I'll give it a I'll give it a seven and a half. All right. Um first off, I want to talk about um the storyline, right? All right, all right. So watched it with watched it with Bree. Right. It was like, yo, um, is that like Scorpion's son? Like, who is this dude? Right. Was like, yeah, that's the son. She was like, but in the beginning, the, the little boy said, Can I go, can I go see my sister? So then I'm confused. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? That that one that threw me off. Two, man, my man Cole Young had the weakest powers ever, bro. Like bro, so, so my, my assumption, this is my assumption. My assumption, one, I don't know where the little swore joints come yeah, from. What is that about? I don't get it. I didn't get it at all. Like, and what was crazy is like when Raiden gave him the 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 um the dagger, right? He was like, when you use this, you'll fight with his spirit. So I'm assuming at this point that this is gonna be the new scorpion. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's kind of where I was at with it. I thought that, you know, with him gaining the powers, that was was going to happen. I was like, yo, what is, what's up with this suit? Who is this guy? What is going on? I'm confused now. So, like, it really, really confused me. But I don't know. It was a confusing kind of storyline, like you said. Yeah, so, like. <laughs> and that's his great-grandson or his grandson or what? Like, I don't. Who is that? Um, yeah, something like that. But Brett <laughs> powers were weak. My assumption was he absorbs energy. Yeah. can then revert that same energy on you. Yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying? And then the swords come in some somewhere. And like where they were was weird too. I'm like, all right. Two. Um, bro, your suit not done. Two. Two. Kano made the movie, bro. Facts. I ain't gonna lie. Kano yeah. made the movie, bro. Cause like he was like he he gave it a little comedic element. He was a jackass, yo. And then <laughs> you, you like, yeah, but he like it was just like Without him, the movie would have been trash. Yeah, it wouldn't have been funny or nothing. He he made it funny as hell. What um, I do appreciate about the movie is they gave a brief backstory on Jack's arms. Yeah, because we never knew how that happened, yo. Yeah, so like other movies, like the other Mortal Kombat's, like Jack just had the he was there with the arms. <laughs> like now, if you read the, if you read, I don't know. I don't know if you know the backstory. Some people knew the backstory just from whatever. But in the movies, the movies never detailed, detailed the Jax and what yeah. happened to his arms. Yeah. One thing I didn't like was when Jax got the mechanical arms, they was all skinny, right? Yeah. Then bro lift up one rock and they just got big as hell. Like, I was, was like, what the? 
what was weird too, right, is when his when he lost his arms, he lost them like at the bicep. But then when he had the the bionic arms, like it was from the shoulder. <laughs> so they cut off the rest of his arm to put the to put the bionic arms on, bro. It was like, hey, bro, we can't just add the. Uh... Oh my god! It's like, hey, bro, we can't just add the um. The kills was nuts. The bicep part, we gotta take the whole whole. Yeah, you gotta take the whole arm off. But the kills was the kills is lit. The kills was so lit. I was like, oh, this this video game for sure. All right, all right, all right so I'm gonna go to that. All right. Um, Kong Lao joint was fire. Dog. And I'm talking, I'm, I'm talking about both. I'm talking about when he died and when he backs the buzzsaw joint was vicious. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sub Hero drone was trash. Oh man. Um, all the rest of them drones, I need to see fatality all the joints. Right. Kano Kano drone was whack. Like with the gnome and the eye, that drone was whack. Yeah. Um, first off, bro, if anybody ever if anybody ever played Mortal Kombat, bro, yeah. y'all know who the last person you fight is. Is 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 Goro, bro? Goro on that. Oh God, Goro all day long. But so how he the first one to die, bro? They Goro. did make Goro, Goro. Goro was sweet in this joint, though. I ain't gonna lie. Goro was kind of sweet, but he, he died mad early. Man, like he supposed to like Goro. Goro supposed to be the dude, like yeah. Like and that's that a lot. One of the things people had problem with the movie was like they made Sub Zero like he was like the best thing smoking. Dog. No Scorpion, the best one. And I ain't like the fact that they was old. Like, nigga, what? They was dumb old. <laughs> well, so the assumption is they're from a, another another realm or immortal yeah. world, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because old boy, that was Sub-Zero Brain, never died. Like, that was him. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. And then, like, Raiden, I ain't, I ain't dig Raiden or the other dude. Uh, uh, Zoo, Sang Zoo, or whatever. Like, I was like, bro, because I don't know that original rating to me is always the best rating. Which you, you don't watch Black Lightning, do you? I, yeah, him, him, yeah, him, yeah, yeah. Him. So Gambi, Gambi was the, the Gambi was rating, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my rating, bro. This rating, I, I'm, I'm cool with it being cultural or whatever, but I don't know that that OG rating was it for me. Yo. Yeah, that OG rating was it for me. Somebody on Twitter said, somebody told me there was going to be a tournament in this movie. <laughs> it yeah, like what? Man, I don't know. And, and somebody was like, bro, like if y'all go put, and they was like, everybody know Luke Kane was that dude, bro. Bro. Like, they made Luke Kane a sucker. Weak. God. They made him so weak. Bro, Luke Kane was it, bro. I was like, come on, bro. Luke Kang was it, bro. And they, he didn't really fight like that. He had the one little scene, I think, and that was it. Where he did the little kicks and it was a wrap. Like, I give it a seven altogether. They had more time and it should have been better. So this is what I always tell <laughs> Brie, bro, and I'm going to say it again. The purpose of a trailer is to make every single movie look fire. Thanks. Bro, like I can't think of a trailer. Like if you go to the movies and you and you watch the previews, bro, every mm-hmm. joint look fire. And you be like this after every joint. We gotta see that. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Because that's the purpose. And then yeah. what happens is you see the movie and that's the only dope part from the damn movie. You know what I'm saying? That's what they do with trailers now, which is really, really bad. They put all of the great parts in the trailer. And you go, yo, this movie's ass. <laughs> like, I don't know, bro. But I thought it was, you know, again, like I said, you know, um, it, it was solid. They gave backstory where I feel like, you know, they needed it, but you know, it's still parts that could have been better. And Goro definitely should have been last. Goro and Sub Zero, they made Sub Zero look like he was the man, though. Yeah, bro. Like, like Sub Zero. Like, so Sub Zero is my Sub Zero is my favorite character from Mortal Kombat. I'm gonna just say. Got that. you, Scorpion. my guy. I didn't like how they made him the bad dude. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, I was gonna say this: Scorpion and Sub Zero, like always, like on the bad side, right? Yeah, yeah. But they made this man was killing kids, bro. He didn't give a fuck. <laughs> he didn't care, bro. He was doing whatever. He was doing whatever he had to do, bro. I yeah. was like, bro, out here wild and killing wives and kids. And kids, bro. And then I want to know what what was their beef in the first place? Like, it just and that's how they start the movie. Like, where did this even come from? <laughs> He like just tracked this dude down, killed his fam. Is like, all right, now it's time for you to go. Like, bro, for what? Bro, the movie started, bro. I was, I was a little bit tight because I was like, bro, if this joint, if if I gotta be reading from the bottom of the screen this whole movie, bro, I'm gonna lose my damn mind. That do be bad for new movies. For you trying to watch a new movie, you don't know what to watch. The words of the this screen. Is what, this is what I tell people, bro. It's not that. It's not that the words be. It's not that it's subtitles. It's that the words be at the bottom. Right. So it's kind of like your eyes are kind of always looking at yeah. the bottom of the screen and you really you missing the action. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, bro. Plus, I, how can I say this? <laughs> some movies, bro. Yeah. I, some movies I really don't care about the, about the storyline. Mm. Right. So, I, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I want to see the fight. Yeah, like let's get let's get to the action, man. And, and you know what I'm saying. Another thing is like, and then what happens is you try to mingle, you try to sprinkle in some so much fighting is that the storyline definitely don't make sense. I just I don't like just randomly finding out stuff through the movie. Facts. Like, stuff so like, that don't even matter. Like like these dudes woke up one day and was like, "My name is Sub Zero." Like bro, said like bro, like when did your name become Sub Zero? Like right. Like, how did you come back from hell? Why were you in hell in the first place? And why is your name? I thought you died with honor. (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) He killed you. Yeah, you went to hell. Like, (laughs) what was you doing? What was you doing in your former life that they was like, "Yeah, you gotta go down there, bro." Oh snap! Oh man, yeah, I'm. You breaking down so much for me about the movie right now. Like, bro, like. It was a it was a good movie. It was a good yeah. movie, bro. But like, I was just like, that was whack. Yeah. Like Kung Lao, his his fatality was fire, bro. Who else John was fire? When Jack smashed old boy head, I was like, damn. He smashed the nigga head off his shoulders though. That John was all right. They should have got it from the other angle though. Okay. They got it from the angle where we couldn't see the, the head getting smashed. I wanted to see the drink. 
I want to see the girl from the side. Yeah. But this is what I would say. Um, I appreciate Jax because I know him. You know what I'm saying? True. Uh, True. What he played in? Um, he been in a lot of movies, though. Was he in Insecure? Um... Nah, he was in like the game. Oh yeah, yeah, he was in the game. Yeah. He was in he was in a couple joints. He was in um um Glory Road. He played in Glory Road. He was like one of the big men on that team. I don't remember him in that joint. Floor, Floor Noy or whatever his name was in the movie. He was like the he was nice. He dunked every nah that was, yeah, that was okay. Uh, uh, he was yeah. nice. He was like a power forward or something. He was he was vicious. Yeah, so he's been in a couple movies, but um oh and he was in that trash ass movie that uh that Tyler Perry did. Where he got beaten in the head and was still alive or some shit. What was that movie called? Anyway, it was trash. It don't nah, you ain't talking about Tem- Temptation, is it? That joint was trash, bro. That one with him and Temptation? No, not Temptation, it's another movie. It was with uh it was an older actress that he played. He was playing her, he had this weird ass box cut or some shit. That joint was trash. Oh, I know you're talking about the shit. It was on Netflix or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I know you're talking about. That movie's trash. <laughs> but yeah, man, I, 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 you know, I always like Jack's character, so it was dope to watch that. Bro was big as crap too in the movie. Yeah, you know what's crazy? I, I might got the. I might got the last Mortal Kombat on DVD, bro. Cause I was Annihilation. Which one is the last Annihilation, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, like I'm a big Mortal Kombat fan. Oh yeah. Yeah, man, it's a good show, bro. Good show. Got a couple things wrapped up, you know. Yeah, man. Um, just stay tuned, man. Yeah, definitely stay tuned, man. So you want to be serious? It's coming soon, man. Y'all stay tuned. We appreciate all the support. All the support, man. Yeah, that episode coming soon, man. This series is gonna be crazy, bro. It's a lot of it's a lot of amazing people doing a lot of amazing things. Yeah. And um, and people always want to get into those um get into those elements, get into those situations, but they don't know how, they don't know how to be successful. Right. And um, you know, I think it's it's time to uh to give people some free game. For sure, man. Give them some free game. Bring them some perspective. You know, that's definitely going to be able to push them forward with the dreams that they have. Um, it's about to be. It's about to be lit. It's going to be so nice. Bro. I'm excited. And as always, I'm Rame Roberts, aka Jers. James Woodard, aka Nug. And we in the chat. Guess who started the podcast? Riddle me that. Nug and his boy Jers, and we talking smack. Sports, music, and life, we talking all of that. We live in effect. Hey, yo, we in the chat.